It's time for Rama for Today. Then there, and I mentioned another boy, my same age. We all started school together in the first grade. He's got good clothes. He's got money in his pocket. He has health, strong. I know where he got his money. Now, you're not supposed to. It was illegal. But in the rear, in the drugstore, they gamble. And even though he's a miner, see, his job is to pull other miners in there, you know, and rob them of their money, really, because you can't win. It's all rigged. They got slot machines. It's illegal in Texas. Wasn't in Las Vegas, but it was in Texas. And it's his job to lure these kids in there, you see, because he's a teenager. And he makes so much money. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching, Casting Your Cares Upon the Lord. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. I can remember that that's the first thing that God dealt with me about on the bed of sickness years ago when I began to seek healing for my body because medical science couldn't help me, said I had to die. And I began to see a little gleam of light, a little glimpse here and there from the Bible. Not as I see it now, but at least it was uh, truth and light. And uh, my attention was drawn to Mark eleven twenty four, where Jesus said, Therefore I say unto you, what things have you desire when you pray? Believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. But you can't pray the prayer of faith. I, I knew that's, that's there. It's the Word of God, and I tried it and failed because I wasn't putting the right rules. I wasn't going according to the right rules. First of all, you see, this text said here, casting all your care, all of your worries, all of your anxieties, all of your concerns, once and for all upon Him. Well, the first place is, you can't pray the prayer of faith and get an answer from God and live in a state of feeling sorry for yourself with a pity party. Because, you see, if you're having a pity party, feeling sorry for yourself, you haven't cast your cares upon the Lord. Because if you've cast your cares upon the Lord, then you don't have any cares. You don't have anything to have a pity party about. Amen. Isn't that right? Because you don't have it, He does. I know from experience, this is one of the hardest things in the world to get over to people. Because they want to keep on carrying their load, crying and bawling and squalling, turning into prayer requests, same one everywhere they go. Been doing it for 30 years and never worked yet. They want everybody to know, you know, and feel sorry for me, what all I'm going through, what all I'm putting up with, what all I have to put up with. Poor old me. 
and that poor old me attitude won't get the job done. So I remember, you see there on the bed of sickness, God began to deal with me first of all because he knew I couldn't. I got a hold of Mark 11, 23 and 24, but he knew that I couldn't make that work for me unless I corrected myself. I never will forget it the longest day I live. July the 4th, 1933. I'm feeling sorry for myself. I've been bed fast since April. This is the third month. I feel so sorry for me, poor old me. I've got to die, and I'm not but 15 years old. Be 16 in a few days next month. And I, I cried nearly all day long. You know, and accused the Lord. Lord, you know, you know, uh, you, you've been better to others than you have to me. How come? How come, Lord? How come me to be born prematurely and with a deformed heart. Well, you see, a lot of teaching that I had heard made me think that God was responsible for that, perhaps. Folks, you know, they'd say they never would give you any scripture for it, but they'd always say, you know, well, now God's running everything. He's ruling over everything. In his divine sovereignty, and it was his will that you be born that way. Well, I'm sort of like a fellow I was reading after in the newspaper during the Vietnam War. Just a newspaper writer or reporter or whatever, columnist. In his article, he said, uh, I'm not a Christian. Uh, however, I'm not an atheist. I do believe there is a God. But he said... Uh, the few times I've been to church, I get the impression, what I've heard in talking to other Christians, that, that God's running everything and he's got everything under control. And I thought, well, if he does, he sure got it in a mess. He's got women and children are dying and little babies born deformed. And he sure got it in a mess. And people starving in some countries, not enough to eat, starving to death. If he's got everything under control and running everything, he sure got it in a mess. Now he said, I don't claim to be a theologian, but I, I do believe there's a God. I believe he's a God of love. And I thought he did some pretty good preaching right there in the newspaper, especially not even to be a Christian. No, God doesn't have everything under control because those that belong to the devil are under the devil's control. Amen, isn't that right? And there's more people on this earth under the control of the devil than there are under the control of God, but we're changing a lot of that. Amen. They're changing a lot of that in Central America, praise God. And they're going to keep on changing it. Well, you see, I said, God, you know, how come? Are you responsible? Then in life, you know, I know, I know, you see, I had just gotten born again about three months before and I knew I was Christian, all right, and I knew I was saved. But I said, now, Lord, you know, I, I never was real mean. I was bad enough now. Don't misunderstand me. <laughs> but I said, I never was as bad. I mentioned one fellow, you know, one of my neighbor boys. 
I said, here I am, bedfast. He's not but 15, 16 years old, just maybe a few months older than I. And yet he's got money in his pocket. He's got good clothes to wear. He got his health. He even has his own automobile. Now, in depression days, for a teenager to have an automobile was just absolutely unthinkable. They might be some folks that was, uh, you know, rich people, that, that some of their folks. But I mean, uh, I mean to have a bicycle was wonderful. Most everybody walked like the rest of us. But he's got his own automobile and almost a brand new one. I know how he got it. His brother is a bootlegger. And he runs this whiskey in his car, you know, and just a kid. Well, they didn't think about him doing that, you see. And that's where he gets his money. Now, I never was that bad. <laughs> Here I'm telling the Lord, feeling sorry for me, you know. And he's got money. He's got clothes. He's got help. He's got an automobile. And I don't have any of them. No help. Got to die, they say. That don't look fair, does it? <laughs> then then I mention another boy, my same age. We all started school together in the first grade. He's got good clothes. He's got money in his pocket. He has health, strong. I know where he got his money. Now, you're not supposed to. It was illegal. But in the rear, in the drugstore, they gamble. And even though he's a miner, see, his job is to pull other miners in there, you know, and rob them of their money, really, because you can't win. It's all rigged. They got slot machines. It's illegal in Texas. Wasn't in Las Vegas, but it was in Texas. And it's his job to lure these kids in there, you see, because he's a teenager. And he makes so much money. And uh, it just doesn't look fair. And the more I thought about it, the more sorry I felt for myself. Poor old me. And Mama tried to comfort me all day long around the bed. I mean, I cried all day long. And she tried to comfort me. And so finally at 6 p.m., July the 4th, 1933, I said to Mama, now see, I didn't know all that the Bible said. I hadn't been able to read it. I couldn't see too well because of my physical condition. And I'd done very little reading. Some, but very, very little in that three-month period. I suppose the whole three-month period, if you put it all together, I hadn't read an hour. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. I love our offer for this month. The first is a CD by your dad, praying for the precious fruit of the earth. And I believe that out of this crisis that we've been experiencing, we're going to have some precious fruit of the when, earth. When he's talking about the precious fruit of the earth, he's talking about people being born again. That's right. Yes. That's right. And then uh, my CD, The Lord, Our Peace. Right. Uh, you know, one of the scriptures that the Lord gave me as I was actually doing this message, because I love peace. 
peace. You know me. Yes. I, I like peace all the time. I don't like for people to argue and, and all of those things. And I will never forget one time I was just saying, Lord, when am I going to just experience perfect peace in my life? And you know what he said to me? An answer that we don't ever like to hear. Yeah, yeah. And he said, never. And I said, never. Well, but let me tell you the scripture that he gave me so that I could have peace in the midst of circumstances. It was um, John 16, 33, and I like this in the Amplified. It says, so that in me you may have perfect peace. In the world you have tribulation and distress and suffering, but be courageous, be confident, be undaunted, be filled with joy. I have overcome the world. My conquest is accomplished my victory abiding. Yes. And so in him, we can have peace. Yeah. And so I talk about the Lord is our peace. And then, of course, your book, honey, free. Right. Uh, so many times we're challenged and we we tend to want to worry, but right. we don't have to worry because we can cast our cares on the There's Lord. There's a difference between worry and being concerned about That's something. That's right. That's My right. dad used to say that all the time. But you know, you're talking about in him we'd have peace. Yes. Paul says... In Him we live and move. and move and have our being. Yes. In Him. Christ said, my peace I give to you. My peace I leave with you. That's right. So, praise the Lord. So, all of these for a gift of $20 or more. And they will bless you. Yes, they will. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagen will continue his message on casting your cares upon the Lord. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.